0: In this episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about being a Were Panther or a Panther Man, Eric's butt, and reaching around or reaching under in our discussion of Dead to the World by Charlene Harris. <laughs> it's good stuff everybody, welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult, books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda.
1: And I'm Claire, and today we're going to discuss Dead to the World by Charlene Harris.
0: <laughs> Standard disclaimer, if you haven't read this book, please remember that Fictional Hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read or listened and don't want to be spoiled, stop listening to us and go read or listen to the book, then come back. If you haven't done this but want to pretend that you have, or if you don't care about spoilers, or if you just like the show so much that you don't care about any of that, then listen up. <laughs> it's every every time constantly <laughs> it's vampire book club day woo
1: <laughs> amazing
0: amazing so good
1: so apart from the background information being that we have a red bubble store and a new vampire book club design well color change design up Do we have any other background information
0: well as i've said previously in these charlene harris episodes it's hard to find good interviews but this one that i found uh, was from fantasymagazine.com and they ask what have been some of the most interesting comments that people have posted on your message board because on charlene harris's website she has an old school chat and it's still there so anyway... We should pull We should. We should. So her response to that question is, interesting can be interpreted so many different ways. Some people are so invested in Suki's relationships that they develop a violent partisanship between one suitor and another. And finally, we just had to ban that discussion from the board. People get very, very vehement. One woman said, oh, if Suki doesn't end up with Eric, I'm gonna kill myself. And I said, surely not. Surely you wouldn't. So, uh, yeah, there's been some pretty intense arguments over that and other aspects of the book. And she never expected any of that.
1: (laughs) No, I don't think you would. Um,
0: Imagine putting that kind of onus onto the
1: creator. It's like, if you don't do the ending, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, yikes. Yikes. Don't understand that extreme. I don't either. I don't. But I picked... I can, I can understand passion yes. behind a series. Yes. We have
0: experienced
1: it several times. But yes. yeah,
0: that's crazy. But uh, I picked that background info this time, you know, because this is a very Eric-heavy book. <sighs> and it's my favorite one. Okay. <laughs> Yay! <laughs>
1: Oh, I've been looking forward to this one so much. It's one of my favourites yeah. as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Before the introduction of a certain character comes in, this is my favourite. It feels like you're into it now. Yes. You're not reliant on the other books to world build. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. I think we need to um, jump I think we in. do.
0: All right, so... A couple of weeks have passed since we were last with Sookie. She and Bill are still on the outs. Hooray! But even though he cheated on her and planned to leave her to be with his vampire lover slash maker slash mother Lorena, Sookie was kind enough to give him back his vampire phone book slash scrapbook slash database instead of selling it to the highest bidder. Bill stops by her house one evening to tell her he's going to Peru on the Queen's business and will be gone for two weeks. He hopes they can reconcile when he gets back and tells her that he had no choice but to go to Lorena when she summoned him. Oh, because she is his maker and he has to do as she commands. Well, Sookie staked that bitch and threw in the swimming pool, so we don't have to worry about her anymore right now. Sookie gives Bill a quick kiss on the cheek and he leaves. Hopefully for the fucking rest of the book. <sighs>
1: now, it's New Year's Eve and Suki is working at Merlot's. They have a big party and she makes a good amount of tips for the evening. So even though she's working instead of enjoying the festivities with loved ones, it's not so bad. And really, most of her loved ones are at the bar anyway. So her good friend Arlene is there. Her boss slash shifter slash sometimes crush Sam, and her brother Jason and his current girlfriend, who Suki quickly realises is not only a girl but also some kind of ware. Wow, <laughs> She's not really sure. She kind of hints to Jason something about that, but we all know how sweet but dumb Jason is, and it takes him a bit for Suki's clues to sink in. <laughs> It doesn't help that he's also these his brains alcohol Right,
0: yes. Suki <laughs> finally so. heads home around two or so in the morning, and on her drive, she sees a shirtless man running down the road. But wait, that's not just any man. Or should I say man.
1: Man. Thank You're you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's
0: Eric Northman, stunningly handsome Viking vampire. Suki pulls over.
1: Shirtless,
0: (laughs) shirtless man. Suki pulls over to see just what in the hell is going on, but Eric has no idea because he has no idea his name is even Eric. He has no memories at all. Wah wah. Suki manages to convince him to get in the car, and they drive to her house. Eric is adorably awkward without his memories and he's very kind and also a little scared and he's very sweet. Sookie... <gasps> oh, I know! Suki welcomes him inside and makes him take off his pants so she can wash them. Sure. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which leaves him in red bikini briefs. <laughs> and then, Suki washes his feet in a basin? Surprisingly not with her hair as was done in Jesus times. And then, she gets him all wrapped up in blankets. He doesn't remember anything at all, so she gets him taken care of and shows him to Bill's hidey hole. Instead of getting in, he lies in Suki's bed, in his red panties. And holds her hand. Oh, that's
1: so sweet. Mm-hmm. Imagine the first memories being of somebody washing your feet in a pan. Uh-huh. Weird. And you're
0: there in your panties. Your red. Your panties. red tiny panties. <laughs> the
1: next day, Jason comes by and Suki asks him to go buy Eric some clothes. Jason doesn't really know Eric or what he's about, but he goes to the store anyway. While jason is gone, Eric comes out while Suki is brushing her hair and borrows the brush to brush his own, (laughs) his own hair. (laughs) Suki wanted to brush his hair, pointed look to camera, but he did it himself.
0: Good job, Eric.
1: Because he is an independent Viking. He's man. He's man. Man brushes his own <laughs> Suki contacts Pam and Chow and asks them if they know what the hell is going on. And yeah, they do. Eric was attacked by witches. The witches wanted part of Eric's business in Shreveport and decided to, you know, torture that out of him. The witches took his memories, and then Pam and Chow tried to fight them. And they disappeared Eric to the road where Suki found him. And now they have a reward poster out for him. Pam and Chow think that Jason and Suki are poor, uh, that they turn Eric in. But they won't do that. They have principles. Instead, they decide that Eric should stay hidden with Suki. And Jason steps in and insists that she gets paid for a lot of money for caring for Eric. All the vampires are grown. The very transactional they vampires. Are. I'll give them
0: that. That night, Suki catches Eric up on all the vampire gossip and what happened in Jackson with Bill and the Reina and getting staked and all of that. And then I believe she turns on some Buffy the Vampire Slayer for him to watch while she goes to bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the next day, after falling asleep with Eric again, Sukie gets a call from Jason's boss, which is weird, asking where Jason is as if Suki is his keeper, which is also weird. Jason never misses work, so Sookie goes by his house to see if he's there, hoping that he's just hooked up with some woman or something. His truck is at his house, but the door is open, which is something he would never, ever do. Detective Al C. is there investigating after Sookie called Sheriff Bud Dearborn. Detective Alcee thinks Suki is crazy, but together they search Jason's property. Though he thinks maybe one of the girls that Jason dated last will have some idea where he is. Or that, you know, he's shacked up with one of them. Then they find a spot on the deck over the pond that may or may not be blood. Oh no, this can't be good. No. The next day,
1: Suki wants to go to Shreveport to see if Carla Rodriguez, a girl who recently dated Jason, or maybe Pam or Chow, have seen him. I accept they're not up yet, but she can't just sit around worrying all day. As she drives off, she is passed on the road by Tara Thornton, who we last saw dating Franklin the Vampire, and dirty dancing with Suki at Club Dead. She's in a fancy new car and has a beautiful woman, who is also a soup with her. Tara is concerned about Jason and Suki trying to think of anything to help her find her brother. asks if Tara knows any witches. Maybe local witches will know something about the Shreveport witches who messed with Eric's mind or if maybe they're involved with Jason's disappearance too. Tara suggests Suki talk to Holly or Danielle that also work at Merlots. They're wicked, so they might have some ideas. Before leaving, Suki is properly introduced to the soup with Tara. Her name is Claudine. And though Suki has no idea what she is, she knows she is very interested in all the supernatural people in Bonham.
0: (laughs) It's Claudine! (laughs) Suki heads to the apartment complex where Holly lives. When she gets there, she learns that Holly's son is visiting with his father for a while, so she and Suki have the apartment to themselves and can chat. Tara gave her a heads up, so she's ready to talk when Suki gets there. She explains what she knows about the witches that are in Shreveport. They're bad, and the leaders, a sister and brother, are ruthless. They've had vampire blood, too, which makes them very strong. Some of them are even wares. Holly says that they're hiding out in an old business in Shreveport, and that when they moved in, they invited all the witches in the area to have a sort of summit. Holly wasn't interested in joining them, but now she's afraid they'll hurt her or her son. Suki says that won't happen. Then she leaves and heads for Shreveport to see Carla Rodriguez.
1: The visit with Carla is a bust. Carla hasn't seen Jason and doesn't want to be involved with him again. Suki then heads to Fantasia with plans to ask the humans that work there if they know anything. Mm, that doesn't really go very well because one of them is dead and the other is in a lot of pain because the witch has shortened her leg muscles, making her contort in a very uncomfortable <sighs> way. My legs cramped up at this oh, part. I, I was like... "Ah, <sighs> She says that she'd never tell anyone where Eric is, no matter what. Suki decides to leave Fantasia and find Alcide. Maybe... He will know where Pam and Chow rest for the day, and maybe he can get the pack to help track down the witches.
0: Sookie and Alcide go out to a restaurant, and Sookie catches him up on everything that's happening with the witches and Eric and Jason, and suggests that Alcide tell his pack master since the witches are also targeting the local supernatural community. They also talk about Debbie Pelt a little, and it turns out Debbie told Alcide that Suki and Bill got back together, which is definitely not true, and is probably the reason why Alcide has kept his distance from Suki, and you know, maybe kind of gotten back with Debbie a little bit. Ugh, freaking Debbie Pelt.
1: Hit Debbie Pelt.
0: Sookie wonders if Alcide might have been the new love interest in her life, if not for Debbie and her lies. Then, she starts thinking about having babies with Alcide, and whoa, where did that come from?
1: He's mad. He's man. Man.
0: Alcide has given her no indication that he wants to have babies with her. But he's mad.
1: He's man. Just looking at man can make you pregnant. Can. That is not true. That is not true.
0: <laughs> Sookie wishes that Al Seed would finally see the truth about Debbie, that, you know, she's a raging bitch. And that, you know, she also wishes that he would find a better woman. Whether that's her or not who's to say? We agree Sookie. Yeah, please anyone better than freaking Debbie Pelt.
1: After their chat at the restaurant, Alcide takes Suki to the Shreveport Packmaster's house. Colonel Flood listens to Suki's tale and then informs them that something odd happened at a planning meeting he had, he had with his high-ups in the pack the night before, and this mysterious coven might have something to do with it. He asks them to go see Adabel, his second-in-command, at her house. It's possible that she's gone over to join the coven. Mm.
0: That's not what happened. Suppose. Sookie and Alcide stop by Adabelle's, but they see her mother, who is distraught because her daughter is missing. She asks if they'll go by the shop that they own, Verena Rose's bridal and formal shop, to see if Adabelle is there. Yes, she is. But she's dead. And in pieces.
1: Say yes to the dress?
0: They spot a hand. Outside in the bushes that may or may not belong to her, and the inside is worse. Ooh. They call the police and then have to pretend to be getting married to have reason to have come to this shop. After some pretty serious convincing, the detective lets them leave, and Alcide takes Suki back to her car so she can head back to Bonton.
1: Have you ever seen those sample sales? I mean, come on, those things are vicious. Yeah. It's quite clearly what's happening yes, here. Yes,
0: definitely that's what it is.
1: Nothing nothing supernatural. No. When Suki gets back into town, she runs into Hoyt Fortenberry, Jason's best friend at the store. And he suggests that maybe Jason has just run off with a girl he met. Maybe that one he took to Merlots on New Year's Eve, Crystal. Suki asks where she lives and Hoyt says Hotshot, which is an even smaller town than Bon Tom. Suki decides she'll give her a call later. Now, she's got to get back to her house to check on Eric. And boy, <laughs> does she no.
0: check on him. Oh. <laughs> goes into her old room, where the hidey hole is that Eric's been staying in during the day, and finds him, bare-bottomed, putting on jeans. Woo. Take a oh. moment. Woo. It's well now. Sookie gets a little overwhelmed with Eric's buns and his hard nipples and decides she needs to take a cold shower. But conveniently, Eric joins her. They sensually wash each other and then carry their events to the bed. Afterward, Suki tells Eric about how they met and everything leading up to where they currently are, including Suki's worry over what happened in Shreveport and her missing brother. Then, they go at it again. And then maybe again. And then Suki falls asleep.
1: He's a man. man.
0: His man. buns. I love how much she loves his butt. <laughs> <laughs> Bounce a coin you off could. It.
1: The next day, Suki gets a call from Sam who checks in on her. Then she tells him she's going to Hotshot to talk to Crystal about Jason. Sam warns her in not so many words that the folks in Hotshot are strange. They're inbred and really, really different. Suki heads to Crystal's house and asks if she's seen Jason and her answers are less than truthful. She says she doesn't know anything about it, and that she has rights, and she doesn't have to talk about it. I mean, come on, we've all seen enough crime shows to know that she's hiding something. (laughs) And it's definitely odd, but then a man comes in, and he seems like he's in charge. His name is Calvin, and Suki thinks he's the packmaster of Hot Trot.
0: Calvin convinces Crystal, who turns out to be his niece, to tell Suki what she knows. She says she was with Jason the night he went missing and was at his house when he had to come see Sookie. When he got back, he didn't come inside. And then she heard something and maybe smelled a shifter but didn't go outside to check because she's too inbred to change when it's not the full moon and she's weak. (laughs) She says she's pretty sure something carried Jason off into the woods, but she doesn't know anything else. Sookie leaves after this. And Calvin offers to take care of her now that her brother is missing and explains that the people in Hotshot are looking for outsiders to join them on account of all the inbreeding.
1: It's really us.
0: <laughs> <soliness>. Sookie politely <laughs> declines his invitation and realizes that Crystal was probably trying to get pregnant by Jason and no one seems to have any issue with this. Sookie sees another resident coming out of a shed, and then he immediately turns around and goes back inside. She decides that the people in Hotshot must not like strangers, so she leaves and heads back to Tom. Along the way, she thinks about the wares in that little town trying to breed out and not be wares anymore at all, because they're too weak when they transform and are too weird to be out in public like a normal person. I <laughs> do not want to have anything to do with Hotshot.
1: No, no, Hotshot is a bad bad place. you're going to hear the banjos in the background <sighs> back at Merlot Suki catches Sam up on Hotshot, hot shot then overhears two police officers Kevin and Kenya thinking about getting police dogs in from a neighbouring town to sniff out Jason then two people come into the bar Marnie and Mark Stormbrook though Suki knows Marnie prefers to be called Hallo because it sounds more spiritual oh. They are definitely the witches who stole Eric's memories and maybe kidnapped Mm, Jason. Yeah. Holly also happens to be working at the bar this evening and she quickly disappears, hiding from these two. Understandable. They want to hang up missing posters for Eric and they ask Sam if he knows the vampire. He calls Suki over and they have a very fake conversation about not having any idea why Eric would ever be in Bond they say they've heard another vampire lives in the area, referring to Bill, and then ask where he lives. Suki has to tell them, and they leave shortly thereafter to see if Eric is hiding at Bill's, since he's out of town. Sam lets Suki leave early so she can go make sure Eric is safe, and Bill's house isn't ransacked.
0: Mm. Dude, Sookie, just let his house go. You are not responsible.
1: <laughs> oh my god, just... it's. Stop it. Yes, thank you. You you have succinctly said what I, I was thinking.
0: Suki so gets home and is met outside by Eric. She tells him he has to hide because the witches are next door. But oh no, he is not gonna do that. He is not gonna hide. You wanted me to hide? No. He puts Suki on his back and they run across the cemetery to Bill's. I just at this point I just wanted to say you better hold on tight, Spider Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> They stop not too far away and listen as the witches begin to break in, but stop when they realize someone is nearby, and then they shift into wolves. Mm. Eric seemingly disappears by flying into the air, and then Dean the dog is there protecting Suki instead. More wolves show up, and there's a massive fight, followed by the sound of a wolf getting hit by a car. Eric returns and says he went after the car, but they got away.
1: The Shreveport wolf pack is there, led by Colonel Flood, who shifts back into a human. One of his wolves, Maria Starr, was hit by the witches as they sped away. Suki tells Eric to get her car, and together he and Colonel Flood get the injured woman, previously Wolf, into the back seat of the car. Suki takes her to the hospital and makes up a story to the police who made them there, that she found Maria Starr on the side of the road after having been dumped out and hit by someone she can't remember. The story is accepted and Suki heads back towards Merlots to meet up with everyone to discuss what happened. Unfortunately, though, Suki falls asleep on her drive. Oh,
0: Luckily, Claudine pops in and wakes her up before anything bad can happen. I love how she's <laughs> just like, in the car. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> they get to Merlot's and are met by a large group of soups. Some Sookie knows, and others she does not, including Colonel Flood and Alcide, Eric and Pam and Sam. There's another vampire, Gerald, and a bunch of other wolves. Claudine is pretty much the center of attention, though, especially when she reveals to everyone that she is a fairy. The vampires are particularly drawn to her. But then we finally get an idea of why everyone is here. The wolves want to know about Maria Star, obviously, and they definitely want to kill the witches since they killed Adabelle and hurt Maria Star. The vampires are also after the witches because they drained another vampire and threatened to drain another one every day that they don't have Eric. They decided that they want Eric so much because his blood would sell for a lot if they were able to drain him. Plus, they could take over his businesses and essentially the rest of Shreveport.
1: It's a terrible business. It plan.
0: really is.
1: The meeting continues until the vampires nearly eat Claudine because they're so attractive.
0: We so know much. what it's like to love things so much you want to eat them.
1: We do. We do. Wow, that's another. I, know, I love it. I love on. it when that happens. So Colonel Flood takes her outside and learns more from her. She's been to the witch's coven and knows exactly where they are, convenient. Together they make a plan to go to war with them. The wolves will gather up any Wiccans who are not involved, and then they'll all attack. Debbie Freaking ugh, Debbie Paul. walks in after this and sleezes on Al Seed. Then everyone disperses. Suki and Eric go home and have sex. Lots of lots of sex and then more sex and then some after sex
0: (laughs) the next day there's a search party to look for Jason Detective Alcy checked the blood that was on Jason's deck and it turned out to be panther blood so they're on the lookout for either Jason or this probably endangered panther everyone in town is there plus Crystal, Calvin and the shed man Felton from Hotshot. They comb through the woods behind Jason's, but they don't find anything except for a wild razorback. Crystal gets gored by the razorback, then it's shot by another of the search party. Felton halfway shifts at the excitement, and he and Calvin carry Crystal away. There's still no sign of Jason. When Sookie gets home, she hears a message from Pam on her answering machine. Five or six of them in a row.
1: A message. She has like I, eight. No. It's just a continuous conversation.
0: It's amazing. The vampires and wares and wiccans are teaming up to attack the witches later that night. But how can Suki go and help with Jason still missing?
1: Well, you've been doing everything else while Jason's been missing, so crack on, love. Well... She does end up going, because Suki can multitask. But she and Eric have sex first, at least, at least of once. Course they do. But then they leave to meet up with Pam and everyone else for a planning session. On the way, they talk about the potential future that they could have if Eric never got his memories back. He offers to stay with Suki, to love her, to protect her. But she knows deep down inside that would be a fake Eric. He wouldn't be his true self anymore. She doesn't think she could take that away from him. When they arrive, everyone is there. You know, because they were late on the account of sex. <laughs> lots and lots of sex. <laughs> the war party includes Pam, Chow, Gerald, Bubba, a couple of other vamps, Colonel Flood, Al Seed, a few other wares, several Wiccans, and freaking Debbie Pelt. Ugh. Also... Bill lurks out of the shadows too, apparently returned from Peru. As much as we hear Debbie and Bill, something good comes from them being there, however. Bill reveals to everyone that Debbie took part in his torture while he was kidnapped in Mississippi. And she also tried to kill Sookie, which leads to Alcide abjuring her.
0: And we all cheer! Yay! <laughs> Suki is given a job in the attack. She and Bubba will sneak up to the building where the witches are rumored to be located, and Suki will count the brains to see how many bad witches they will have to face. As they walk toward the building, both Suki and Bubba begin to smell something strange, which Bubba calls stay away magic. <laughs> The witches have spelled the area to keep everyone away. But Suki and Bubba manage to get close enough to the building to count the brains and discover that there are fifteen witches inside. She sends Bubba back to Pam to relay that information to her. But then she's grabbed from behind.
1: Suki's <gasps> captor is none other than Bum 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 Holly from her lots. Hallo forced her into helping by telling her that she'd curse her son if she didn't. What a bitch. Mm. Suki convinces Holly to leave and as she does, she tells Suki that she hopes they kill all the witches inside. Minus three that are also forced to be there. Suki was supposed to leave too, but now with these three innocents inside, she's having trouble deciding what to do. Damn you, worlds and ethics! Then Bill shows up, and freaking Debbie pelt. Bill told Debbie to stay away, but she wants to prove to Alcee that she's worthy. This will take a lot of love. So Suki suggests she shift into her animal form and help rescue the three inside who were forced to be there. She can't shift, though, on account of being abjured. But we do learn that she turns into a fox, which Suki thinks is very fitting.
0: Mm, I would have gone with, like, Weasel.
1: Or a dog, because mm, she's,
0: she's a, bitch. a bitch. Oh, bitch. As the battle draws nearer, Suki gets an idea and finds Bubba again. She tells him to ask the Wiccans to put a spell on the three inside that they don't need to kill, and he does. Pam doesn't like this idea, though, because of Bubba was supposed to break down the door and get everyone inside because as he suffered brain damage, he's able to enter places that other vampires can't without invitation. Mm. Now, Sookie has to go inside and invite all the vampires in. This is not going to go well. No, No. it is not.
1: The battle is terrifying. The Wiccans make the non-evil witches glow, so they're able to be rescued. Well, two of them are. One was killed before Suki could get to her. Then the witches do their own spell and fill the room with a thick fog. It's difficult to see the difference between friend or foe, or to see anything, really. Suki is attacked and released by several witches and wares, but then the Wiccans make it rain inside, which clears up the fog. As Suki tries to find her way outside, she's attacked by a half-shifted Debbie. <sighs> But then, Debbie is grabbed around the throat by a vampire, and Suki gets knocked out of the way by a wolf.
0: Bloody Debbie! Freaking Debbie Bell! The wolf doesn't hurt Suki, so she moves on and finds Pam tackling Hallow to the ground. She's got her pinned, but then one of her witch friends runs up and begins to drink from Pam, nearly draining her. Suki, with only a small knife in hand that she found, runs up to attack Pam's attacker. He was so frenzied from Pam's blood that when Suki approached, holding the knife to his neck, he lunged for her and ended up stabbing himself in the throat and dying almost instantly. <laughs> <Uza>. <laughs> with Hallow pins, that pretty much ends the fight, and Suki and her friends appear to have won. Suki was a little banged up, and chow and a werewolf were killed but everyone else on their side seemed to make it out in one piece more or less Suki heads
1: home after the battle to rest and Eric goes with her. When they walk into the kitchen they are met by freaking Debbie Pelt.
0: Freaking Debbie Pelt. (sighs)
1: She pulls out a gun and shoots, trying to kill Suki, but Eric steps in front of her and takes the bullet which is really nothing to him Suki reaches over behind her water heater and pulls out a shotgun, pumps it, and shoots Debbie in the chest. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Eric takes her body out and buries it somewhere in the woods and then drives her car off somewhere to hide it while Suki cleans up all the mm. gore, Teamwork.
0: Suki falls into an exhausted sleep after all the excitement and wakes up the next afternoon at 4 o'clock. Eric wakes up a little bit later, but when Suki goes to him, his memories have been restored. Aww. He doesn't remember any of the loving and caring time that he spent with Suki. so she pretends that nothing happened between them. He jokingly asks if they made love, and she cleverly says... Does that seem likely? Pam arrives shortly thereafter, and while the vampires are talking, Suki sneaks out and goes to work.
1: Merlot isn't busy because it has started snowing outside. Sam asks if Suki has gone any word about Jason, but unfortunately, she hasn't. The witches didn't have him, the vampires didn't have him, and Suki just doesn't know where he could have gone. After Merlot's closes, Sam and Suki talk about Calvin Norris, who came in earlier in the day. Sam suggests that maybe Suki should take up with him. But Suki says no, she's not going to take up with a werewolf just because he asks. Uh, Suki, um, Calvin and the rest of the hotshotters aren't werewolves. They're werepanthers.
0: What? What? Suki so immediately gets into a flurry because the print and blood found on Jason's dock was from a panther. She's shocked that Sam didn't know that, and then they talk about how Jason dated Crystal, who was on the search for him, and that Felton, that shed guy that Suki saw, who was also at the search, is in love with Crystal. What? They oh immediately take off for Hotshot to talk to Calvin, because they're pretty sure that Felton and Crystal had something to do with Jason's disappearance.
1: Calvin didn't know that they found a panther print at Jason's either, so he, Sam, and Suki head over to Felton's to question him. Turns out, Felton kidnapped Jason and now has him tied up in his shed. The very same shed that Suki saw him dart into the first time she was in Hotshot. Mm. jason is there and alive but he's been bitten a lot it turns out felton jealous of crystal dating outside the family (laughs) took jason and attempted to turn him so crystal wouldn't like him anymore now probably at the full moon jason will no longer be himself but will turn into a half man, half panther sort of creature. Suki tells Calvin as she and Sam are leaving with Jason that Jason will need his help when the full moon comes, and he agrees. As he bloody well should!
0: Finally, everything is wrapping up. Suki brings Jason home and is pleased to see that she has a check waiting for her in her kitchen from Eric for $50,000. She then has to tell the police that they can stop searching for Jason. Andy Belfler and Elsie Beck come to her house and, of course, try to tie Jason in with the also recently discovered to no longer be missing Eric and Maria Starr's hit and run. But finally, they let it go. So Key takes Jason home afterward, and then, when it gets dark, Eric comes by. He's troubled and believes that there is stuff that neither Pam nor Sookie are telling him about his time spent without his memories, but Sookie doesn't reveal anything to him. They talk a little bit about why Hallow wanted to take over Shreveport because her witch parents were imprisoned there and none of the supernaturals helped get them out. Totally reasonable reason to want to rule Shreveport. (laughs) Before he can leave... A werewolf comes by, asking after freaking Debbie Pelt. The wolf tells Sookie that they have to check to see if Sookie knows anything about Debbie's disappearance, since no one has seen her since the battle, and Sookie was there. Luckily, they don't suspect Sookie of any wrongdoing, and really, they don't care that Debbie's missing at all. Yep. And neither do we. <sighs> freaking Debbie Bye, Pelt. Debbie. Ah. Bye.
1: Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the (laughs) way (sighs) around. Shall we curse Debbie Pelt a bit more whilst our fine listeners listen to the promo from a different podcast? I think that we
0: should. Stupid bitch. Fucking Debbie Pelt. She's the worst. She's the worst. She's the worst. (laughs) uh
1: Hi, this is Leah Stuhler, creator and host of YA Book Chat Podcast. If you love reading young adult books and chatting about them with your friends, then head on over to my podcast and take a listen. Each episode, my guest and I chat about a different YA book. We start spoiler-free and then head into our spoiler section where we dive into the mysteries of each book, and we do it with laughs and fun along the way. You can listen to YA Book Chat on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher,
0: iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcast
1: and now back to the show i'm glad we have like-minded opinions and freaking yes demi pelt. Ugh,
0: freaking demi pelt ah, she's the worst
1: she is the worst
0: <sighs> so other than that why
1: why can't al seed see how toxic how hateful how much of a bitch she is
0: I don't, I don't get it. Either. I just, I don't. Get Literally, it.
1: everybody is saying, "Dude, she's, she's awful.
0: She has a stupid haircut. She's a bitch. She's mean she's... to you. She was engaged to an owl."
1: I mean, you know, not to be speciesist, but she, she. It was more the fact for me that she just like instantly dropped him instantly got engaged to somebody else instantly dropped that person and got back with Alcide. She's a horrible she's a lying liar pants on fire. She's a
0: lying liar for sure. I hate her. Yes. Hater. Hate okay, other than Debbie. What else? What else do we enjoy and or irrationally hate?
1: I'm gonna get some of my the rants out of the way. Andy Belfla, ugh, with Jason's disappearance, freaking hated him. Andy Belfler started to have some redeeming qualities previously, like he seemed to calm down a little bit after you know the murder orgy. But this one, it got ramped up back to 11 because he was, like, insisting that Jason had something to do with those horrible murders from the first Yeah,
0: one. why?
1: Totally irrational. You
0: already know who did it. You know who killed those women and... I mean... You have
1: motive, evidence, conviction. You have pleaded them pleading guilty. There is no reason... Apart from apart from Jason being very open and easy with his affections, consensually, right, and having some kinks consensually right. with many partners
0: consensually,
1: I just think consensually, I just think Andy Belfort is oh, jealous. Oh, I think so too, for sure. And that's the only reason that he wants Jason in jail for horrific murders. Yeah,
0: that's there, it. There can't be any um, other reason why.
1: Mm -hmm. the way he was just screaming at Sookie saying he knows Jason's guilty of the murders and it's like he's not, calm down he's not it just those bits, those sections just bugged the life out of me really bugged the life out of me and that's pretty much like the only things that bothered me in the book freaking Debbie Pelt And freaking Andy Balfour. Do you
0: know what bothered me? Bubba, which I normally love Bubba, and Bubba's normally one of my favorites, but I do Mm -hmm. not appreciate the fact that Bubba tells Sookie she shouldn't be kissing on anybody else because you should only be with Bill. Like, ugh! Even even though Mr. Bill says it's okay. Well, you know what? Fuck Bill. Or don't. Not literally. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't like that. I like Bubba, but Bubba, you need to keep your, you know, hunka hunka burning opinions to yourself. He needs to
1: keep his blue suede shoes out of other people's business unless he's ordered to walk on over. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That was very infuriating.
0: But that's pretty much it. You know, other than freaking Debbie Pelz. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but you're supposed to hate Debbie Pelt Right, so it's fine It's fine, it's fine And I feel like we're supposed to not Appreciate Andy Belfer being a dick Towards Jason irrationally right. And so... also
0: Alcee, which I have to make sure To say Alcee And not Alceed Those names are so close <laughs> Because Alcee Is an asshole And Alceed is a man, Is a man, yeah, yeah. But he's the worst. I hate him. He's the worst cop. Yeah,
1: I think basically all of the cops are horrible in this. Kevin
0: and well, Kenya, I, well, Kenya and
1: Kel, yeah, they're yeah, not bad.
0: I'll give, give them,
1: yeah. And oh, they love each other, but they can't do anything about it because racism. I know,
0: and I hate that.
1: Uh, yeah you just want them to like just but no the can't they can't and it's awful, and you just want them to be together because you know they'll be happy. I love how much like chalk and cheese they, they, they complement yeah. each other, and it's it's sweet mm.
0: Mm. but racism,
1: <laughs> but racism
0: do we need to talk about naked Eric? Do we need to talk about that that already?
1: Naked Or is Eric, that going to... Do we
0: need to get there? Is or that...
1: are we saving that to the end when we get, you know, just to really, you know, end on a high? I
0: mean, I feel like if we start... Or we're just
1: going to stop. Yeah, if we
0: start talking about him now, we're never, ever going to stop.
1: <laughs> okay, right, well, we'll go to Pam. Pam. This, this, this is a great showcase of Pam. It really is. Like, I have always loved Pam, mm-hmm. but you don't realise... Until this book, how sassy she really, hmm. really is, and she's just full of sarcasm, and I live for that. Yes. And those voicemail voice messages were
0: so great. It's like eight messages. <laughs> it's just a
1: continuous conversation. She, she, you know, she's hung up on purpose, but then picked it back up and just started the finished the rest of the sentence. It's just hilarious. It really is, and she's like. Oh, being a bartender in Fantasia is really not good luck. It's gonna, t- it's gonna be a bear to try and get a new, some somebody else to yeah, take over. Yeah, because they keep
0: getting exploded. Yes,
1: I do like her practicalities. Yes.
0: <laughs> also, I also
1: like how she's remarkably unsubtle.
0: Right. Yes, but she's also a very, she's a good leader. I mean, she led that whole battle at the end. And she's such a good person. She really, really wants to stop these witches. She's really, really good.
1: It's nice to see somebody who's second in command and not the typical, I want power and I'm actually conniving against Mm -hmm. my leader. You know, she genuinely likes Eric. She wants to stand by Eric's side. She wants to help save Eric and she wants to put these witches down. Um, You know, so... It really showcases uh, Pam as a, as a good character. Yeah. She's not necessarily a good person. Um, She kills people. She's a vampire. Right.
0: Um, she kills people and she enjoys but, it. And she's good yes, at it.
1: which is fine. Pam, you do right. you. But it showcases her as a good character.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah. Were you surprised by anything? We gotta skip ahead. Right.
1: <laughs> I know the reason we're skipping ahead and jumping around is purely so we can talk about Eric's butt for a long period yes. of time, which is not a bad thing and I'm I'm here for it. And my biggest surprise is that it took Suki so freaking long to realise that the hotshotters were not werewolves.
0: I know, it's so frustrating. That's
1: racial stereotyping.
0: Yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> How dense she was about it.
1: Yeah, I mean to be fair, Sam should have also. It would have been nice for him to have clarified. Yeah. What she was walking into situationally. Yeah. Like.
0: Instead of just saying, "Hey, they're really, really different," but you know, there were like people Weird, in the bar, inbred. and they were moving stuff in, and so he couldn't really have a very frank conversation. But like, these are freaking backwoods, inbred, banjo playing panthers. Yeah. You could have told her.
1: I mean, exactly. I mean, he's quite happy to say quite openly that the weird and inbred. Yeah. He could have thought, Where Panther? Where Panther? Because she, she can pick up on some of she his can. thoughts.
0: She can. She can. He should have tried. He should have yes. hinted or something. Anything. Yes. But he wasn't super involved in this one. Like,. You know, she asked, are you going to go to this fight later? And he's like, no, I wasn't invited. But you can kind of understand that
1: he's not invited. You know, the Supernaturals have got their own governing section. The worlds govern themselves. The vampires govern themselves. The witches do. And Sam's a shifter. And at the moment, we don't know any other real shifters. We don't know much about his backstory. We don't find out about that. yet. So you just think, well, Sam's a bit of a loner. He does what he does. And also,
0: all of these people were from Shreveport. Yeah. It was everybody in Shreveport, not Bontemps, so... Well, that's
1: it. The only reason Holly was there was because she was being blackmailed into doing it, so it's understandable. Did you have any surprises?
0: Um... I think the only one that I really have... Is that Hallow's reasons for wanting to take over Shreveport were really stupid. And I like the ones that they made up better. Like, oh yeah, Eric has really expensive blood. So if you drain him, he'll be worth at least $50,000. Or, <laughs> you know, they want to take over all the businesses. And they want Eric sexually. Nope which is in jail and no one would help. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a bit extreme, isn't it? It is. It's pathetic. Just supernaturals are extra. They are. They have to be extra. In all responses to everything, supernaturals have to be extra. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Definitely.
1: It's a bit weird. A bit weird. But what's going to happen with just jumping around the conversation sure. now. All over the place. What's going to happen in the future with Jason?
0: Panther Man! Panther Man! Panther Man! <laughs> <laughs> I love Panther Man. I love that they explain <laughs> it too. You know, like, oh, well, if you've been bitten, you're not going to turn into a true were. Like, you're not going to. Physically become an animal. You're gonna be one of those guys who just runs around like, with his blue jeans, and the top half of his body's kind of hairy, and you got claws and maybe a tail, and you're, you're bipedal man.
1: <laughs> I get the panther man in a Scooby Doo style animation. Me too. In my head. Mm-hmm.
0: Tattered blue jeans.
1: Perfect. Yep. hmm. And you could almost like pull the mask off mm-hmm. and see Jason underneath, yes. Put the mask yeah. on, wear yeah. panther. Yeah, yeah. I
0: love I love Pantherman. <laughs> I'm sad that they didn't include Pantherman in True Blood. They had it set up perfectly. Jason got kidnapped yeah. by Crystal and she was there, like trying to get pregnant over and over and over again, and they bit him all up, and then it was just like, ah, no, it's fine. I'm just regular <laughs> old Jason.
1: <It> <laughs> Take a couple of aspirin. Have a sleep in, oh, yeah, in the morning. It's, it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I always imagine Jason's going to be this Panther Man who's going to be like, it's going to be Halloween and his costume is going to be as Panther Man. Yes.
0: I'm pretty sure that's what happens.
1: Uh, that's that's how he's going to you know he's going to pick up the girls. is just to be Panther Man and go, you know, check me out. I can turn into a a Panther yep. Man. And I'm
0: fine <laughs> with that. I love Panther Man. (laughs) I love Panther Man Jason. And I really, really, really wish that had made it to True Blood. But it did not. And do you know what else Mm. I wish would have made it in, like, or would have been in the book, actually, because it was in the TV show but not in the book, was Jesus. (gasps) Oh, yes. I mean, I'm pretty sure that he appeared in season three, like... In a couple of background scenes or something. But, you know, Lafayette is still alive Mm. in the TV series. And now he has this handsome brujo. He's he's dating a witch. It's Jesus. And I love Jesus. And then Jesus is part of, like, the thing at the end going to help fight the witches. And then he also transforms into a, you know, witch doctor face with fire mouth.
1: Yes, but unfortunately, Jesus has uh, died at the the sex orgy, the murder orgy.
0: Did he? Was he included in that?
1: No, not Jesus.
0: Lafayette.
1: <laughs> Was there a Lafayette character named died at the Jesus murder orgy. I'm getting, I I'm pining for Jesus. No, Lafayette got murdered at the murder orgy. Well, not
0: necessarily never... at the murder orgy, because no. they found him in the back of the car. He got murdered at a at an unseen murder orgy. But it was still
1: at a at murder a orgy. At a murder orgy, not the yes, murder
0: he orgy. Got,
1: he got, yes, he got murdered at a murder orgy. <laughs> so therefore never met Jesus and had that beautiful, beautiful relationship. God, I loved Jesus.
0: <sighs> That's a
1: shame. That's where the show, for me... The one thing that I would want to take from the show is Lafayette.
0: Yeah. You know, Book Lafayette was just not as good. but N- He's yeah, but
1: He made a couple of burgers. Nelson and, and Ellis died.
0: was just the most glorious thing that ever happened to True Blood. May he rest in peace. And they were like, yes. no, we can't kill him off. He's too beautiful. He's too wonderful. Keep him forever.
1: <laughs> He's more important than Suki <laughs> yes. and Bill. Oh. Murder Bill off. Keep Lafayette. Yes, definitely. All is right with the world. Thank thank goodness. Bill was literally like, right, I'm going to Peru. Bye. Yeah, I'm not going to come back. And then I'm back from Peru. Hey, she tortured me and tried to kill Suki. Did you know that? And then it's like,
0: What? <gasps> I will do you oh, That was so good and everyone's just like Staring at them open mouthed.
1: It was like an episode of Jerry Springer It
0: was and then someone threw a chair Yes
1: And then everybody starts Jason, Jason but he's been kidnapped Right so and then Why people shame shaming Jason I don't even. know
0: and then you know Crystal comes out And is like hey that guy's my baby daddy And you know That guy's gonna be my Panther man Yeah Panther Man,
1: Panther Man, Panther Man.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> who, who, who? Were your favorite character?
0: Not freaking Debbie Pelt, that's for sure. <sighs> oh,
1: just, yeah, maybe, uh,
0: I do love that they were. They <laughs> said that she had a stupid haircut. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously Eric. Obviously. obviously. Also, Pam was hilarious in this one, but definitely Eric, because he's just so sweet and tight-gutted. Yeah.
1: No, I agree, Eric and Pam. I'm also excited at the introduction of Claudine. Yes,
0: Claudine was fantastic. The, The
1: signs are there. The looks to camera are there as to what secrets are held in the future. You just need to have read it and listened properly. It's there. <sighs> A lot of questions have been answered already, but with Claudine's introduction, I'm going to get Claude. It's, it's Claude. Is it Claudette? Claude or Claudette? No, it's Claude, yeah, isn't Yeah,
0: Claude and it? Claudine. Claude,
1: Claude and Claude. There is a Claudette as well.
0: I think there's lots of Claude names.
1: <laughs> Claude variations. Yes. yes, I'm very excited for the for the Claudes to come in, the fairies yes. to come in, because they are wonderful side characters. And just the way that the vampire is like, mmm. They just
0: start salivating immediately.
1: <laughs> Slowly moving towards...
0: <laughs> and then pretty soon the you just to anything. see this. Just fangs.
1: And then Courtney's like,
0: oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I like that she just like pops in, nudges Sookie like, hey, wake up. Wake up, friend. But, you know, my question is, what was she doing with Tara at the beginning? Was she just there so we can be like, oh, hey, there's a new person? I know that they said, like, she was helping out at the shop, but... Why? Just to get her there. Because
1: she wanted to try on pretty clothes. <laughs> That'll have literally yeah, been you're it. Right. Claudine will have just wanted to d- try out pretty yeah, clothes. You're probably right. She'll have gone to Tara because she knows Tara is an easy introduction into Sufi. Yeah. Um And she'll have just wanted to try on the clothes. But ta- she might have met Tara. We don't know. She might uh, She might have met Tara during the vampire phase of Tara's life. Maybe.
0: Maybe she's friends with Franklin.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it, it it did seem a little odd, but it's just. It's just. Pop it doesn't divides. matter.
0: It doesn't matter no. because now she exists in this world. And the world is correct. Exactly.
1: We do not need to worry about how she got there, just that Do she not is question there. it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: Do you know what else you shouldn't question? Eric's buns.
1: Yeah, it's definitely time.
0: It's just, so just squeeze it. it. Suki is so obsessed by I it. know. And his nipples the size of pencil erasers. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly his buns.
1: Definitely his buns. Yeah. I have I do like the fact he wears a little red. I know well. he's That's got tiny, awful.
0: like red bikinis, and I love it. He
1: he he does not want any VPL. No,
0: no, you cannot have VPL in your sexy vampire blue jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I like. He,
1: he does not buy his blue jeans from Walmart. No, well,
0: he has one pair of Walmart blue jeans now. Yeah, but I like that. Like, he's wearing these tiny panties. And Sookie's like, you know, I feel like the last time I saw Eric's underwear, he was wearing silk boxers, but... Now he's got his tiny panties on. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. Everything about Eric's butt. And that is... That's almost immediate. I feel like it's like chapter two. Maybe it's a little bit farther along than chapter two, but... Sookie is cold showering and like why am I so obsessed with his butt and she's like got her hands tucked so tight into fists so she doesn't go and squeeze his buns that like she leaves fingernail marks in her palms (laughs) she's drawn she's drawn to the butt
1: but but. single T do you think it's because she's finally got permission to openly stare and appreciate, and eventually touch.
0: Maybe, yeah. She, she's
1: she's not in a relationship with Bill, so she doesn't have to worry about him. Mm-mm. Thank goodness. And Eric's lost his memory, so yeah, it's it's like freedom to admire Eric. But... <laughs> but I
0: love that she when she walks in and she's like, oh my god, and she's just, you know standing there like with her eyes closed, with her hands in fists. And he's like, well, haven't you seen me naked before? And she's like, yeah, but not your butt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think this is the moment she realizes that she's a book oh, girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which just goes to show how unimpressive Bill's butt is. I know, are. Bill's
0: just like a board. Oh, God, he's just so boring. He's so beige. Oh, he's the core cool player that is, And I'm glad <laughs> that he's in Peru.
1: Yes. I'm um, th- I'm glad he came back in enough time to point fingers at Debbie right. for her to be a girl. Yeah. Because that, that was delightful television. That's the
0: only way um, he's allowed to come back.
1: Single redeeming feature. Yeah. I am slightly good that Suki did not sell Bill's scrapbook. I know.
0: She should have.
1: Because then she could have stopped whinging about her money problems. Because that continued again this time. Whinging about her money problems. And I get it's a huge deal. I really, really do. Um,
0: but you know what? Your brother's been kidnapped. You are having to take care of this vampire who lost his memories. There's panthers running around. There's witches. Like There's more stuff to worry about. Than your driveway. Or whatever bill you're currently worried about paying
1: yeah she has that conversation with Sam doesn't she where she's like Sam doesn't realise how financially stretched she is and then Sam's like okay and moves the conversation along it's like Sam you're the boss do you want to have a conversation about perhaps a pay increase or more hours yeah Diversifying your workload to justify more money. Giving her
0: a promotion. She's worked for you for longer than pretty much everyone else.
1: The only problem I have is she is now an unreliable employee. That's
0: true. She does randomly disappear.
1: Yeah. And if you are going to be tied up into so much vampire business, which you can't hold it against her for, but you can look at her track record and she's had to call in sick, quite a lot even though she's new year's resolution is not to be beaten up and she manages to do that this book well done suki um but she has a poor track record in terms of sick time um being late having to miss shifts yeah um last minute holidays even can be held against you because especially in a business like Merlots, where you need to know the shifts are covered yeah
0: but you know she does try to get her shifts covered when she does need to switch with people and well, exactly. she's never been exactly. sick, but she has been punched a lot.
1: She's been in the hospital a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she's never been sick anymore. Yeah. No. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Okay, um, I have one more thing, really, that I need to say about Eric's buns because we got off of that Please, topic but yours. i need but i need to come back to it and i have a quote that i have that i have pulled from this section it's not a favorite final thought quote but i really love that we seemingly spread apart eric's butt to wash him <laughs> <laughs> did she use the soap I took the soap from the niche and lathered up my fingers as I stepped very close to him I kind of folded Mr. Happy up against Eric's stomach so I could reach around him and get my fingers on that absolutely gorgeous butt I couldn't look him in the face but he let me know he was delighted that I was responding he spread his legs obligingly and i washed him very thoroughly very meticulously
1: mm, it's under
0: it's under it's under so she didn't because she, she didn't lifts. go around no 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 Ooh. see i think in that in that instance she just you know mr happy is you know pointed and she just has to just flip him up, you know, so he's pointing, you know, in the belly button. And then he spreads his legs apart, and she just... Do you think she goes under and around?
1: She goes under, because she's lifting Mr. Happy up.
0: I think it's just so she can get closer to him, because otherwise he's he's pointing forward, and she has to get close to him so she can reach around.
1: She's she's moving him in, So she can get closer, but also, so she can put her hand under, and then she's cleaning that area, and she's going up. No, but
0: she says, up and in, gross, but she says... Yeah,
1: because she, why, he doesn't need to spread his legs obligingly if you're going around. If you're... That actually makes it harder. But that's what it
0: says, so I could reach around him and get my fingers on the butt, around. I swear.
1: I no, I think it's no. That's still going around. No, Mm-mm. I think
0: no.
1: It's in between. Okay,
0: everyone, settle our argument. Are we are spreading the butt cheeks, and washing this way, or spreading the no, butt cheeks going... and washing washing this way?
1: Wait, she never says that she spreads his butt cheeks. She says the legs spread obligingly. Well,
0: so obviously, it's, oh, it's you've got to spread your fact. legs apart to spread your butt cheeks apart, Claire.
1: I think it's not. (laughs) She's getting the undercarriage.
0: (laughs) There's no mention of testicles. She's got to bend. She's got to bend the penis up,
1: so it's flat. Why does she need to lift, Mister Happy? Unless it's to move it out of the way to go. No, it's so she can
0: get close to him because it's pointing outward and she has to get close. That's what it says in the text. I'm reading the text, and that to me is. (laughs)
1: you if there's one thing if there's one thing key point in this that isn't said it's between the lines you never you you, you never neglect the balls (laughs) it's key
0: Alright. That's really the last thing. It's really the last thing I had to say about any of that.
1: I don't think we could say anything else. <laughs> Is it time? Yep. Should we should we leave poor Eric's butter, Lord
0: Yep. <laughs> For now. Yep. Moving on. What's on the
1: We asked on social media, would you rather be a witch or a shapeshifter? I feel we have let ourselves down with this one, by the way, because we should have been more specific in the abilities of a witch and a shapeshifter. In the You know, but if
0: we have to start explaining the would you rather's, then it gets kind of tedious. And if we're going to explain them, then we should pick better questions.
1: That's true. It's mainly because of the comments, which we will get into, but you'll see a running thing. On Facebook, it was 86% to witch. On Instagram, it was 62% to witch. On Twitter, it was 75% to witch. And on TikTok, 71% shapeshifter. Yay! Way to be different, TikTok. (laughs) Let's dive into the comments because, yeah, you're going to see the running thing. Annie on Facebook says, While some of the witches are evil in this book, not all. I could be a good witch with my gardening, only going bad when it's called for. I like the fact she's prepared to go to the dark. Soon.
0: Of course she is. Coral on Facebook says, Witch, for sure. If you're a powerful witch, you can do a spell to be whatever you want. And I like the thought of element control. Bring on spring.
1: Yeah. Bethany on Facebook said, I've been dreaming of being Piper Halliwell pretty much my whole life.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Constance on Facebook. Speaking as a woman who had her honeymoon in Salem, Massachusetts, I think my answer is pretty obvious. And also, she's left a message for you, Claire. Are you going to sing it? No. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know the tune.
1: And I purposely didn't look it up.
0: You have to know, there's no nicer witch than you. You have to know that part. That's good enough. Yeah. That's good enough.
1: Constance, stop it.
0: (laughs) We challenged her for an entire year to do that. It's gonna take her a while to ease out of it. Give her a break. Constance, you no, keep singing. No. You keep on singing. No, no,
1: no, no. I say this purely because she's already put an answer. She's just added on an, a caveat to it, an amendment to it, a supplementary material to it, just to vex me. Vex. Hex. Vexy hex. Colin on Facebook says, which it's a bit more of a flexible skill set. and I'm always up for dancing around with no pants on, while I like witches are wanted to do. Or in the case of this book, it was Eric.
0: Yes, in his panties. <laughs> Books are forever on Instagram. Says shifter. Or shift into a witch and confuse everyone. <laughs> Would be very confusing.
1: Yes. Buried in a book on Instagram said, I'm voting shifter because the witch is boring. Oh, true. Burr.
0: Brie Tart on Instagram says, "Witch, then I can change myself to any animal and have fancy magic powers, as well as that. Witch is always the option C."
1: Nope. Mm. Mm, no, no. Mm. And from Amanda's library, a witch you have more fun and black cats. That's mm. an excellent it point. It library really is. Person.
0: Witch, you can make potions or learn spells to shapeshift. And then you get the best of both worlds.
1: Shapeshift, more natural abilities, and strong blood stuff.
0: (laughs) Mm. Shapeshifter, (laughs) imagine all the possibilities. Greater strength, heightened senses of smell, and hearing and sight.
1: And lastly, which? I can get the best of both worlds and create cool stuff. Alright. So the common theme is people kept thinking there was an option C. There is no option C. There's never
0: an option C, people.
1: If there's an option C, there's also usually an option D as well. They're very specific. Yes. So what are you doing? My instinct wants to go witch. But I'm leaning towards shifter because shifter is any animal. And I want to fly.
0: Yes. What if...
1: As much as I don't like birds, by the way. So certain birds creep me out. But, you know...
0: If you are one, you probably wouldn't get creeped out.
1: Pterodactyl baby. <laughs>
0: oh, is my nose turning purple? Mm. Hot pterodactyl boyfriend. With your tiny little backpack. Um. <laughs> what if... Like, could I be a witch... Can I be like Hallow, and be a vampire blood drinking werewolf witch?
1: No, we're not having any kind of shifter involvement in this.
0: Then I'm gonna be a shifter. You could be his Zeus witch. Oh, I do love a
1: Zeus. Rebo- like a witch doctor.
0: I style. do like a witch doctor. I think I'm still gonna go shifter.
1: Yeah. And then you could turn into a bear, and be like bear, or or you can protect, go cosplay a vamp, mm-hmm. right? Hear me out. And then do a, what we do with the shadows and scream bat and turn into a yes. bat. Okay. And fly yes. off. I would do that all the time.
0: Yeah, if I could just shout bat and transform into a bat, I would do it.
1: Constantly. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Next question. Would you rather be a wear panther or a panther man?
1: <laughs> I will be a panther woman because of the hilarity involved, and I might actually be able to keep my opposable thumbs, which is handy
0: for doorknobs. Yes, it's handy. Handy
1: for it's handy, handy. for doorknobs. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to pause there for a second. <laughs> <clears throat> um plus plus I'm less likely to be, you know, big game hunted as a panther. Yeah. Or put into a zoo. I
0: yeah, mean yeah. come on,
1: where where a panther woman is just as likely to be, you know, put under a slab and experimented on. What what is she? But, you know, plus costume IDs are sort of a Halloween forever now.
0: As long as you have one tattered pair of blue jeans. That's all you need. Exactly. I'm also going to go Panther Man. Panther person. Because I don't fucking want to live in a hotshot with the inbred banjo playing Panthers. No. Mm Mm-mm. I do not want to be involved in that.
1: You know in Hot Shot some bad shit's happened at those crossroads. Yeah. Mm. No. Mm -mm. No. No. Next question. Would you rather search for your missing brother or help your Viking vampire lover recover his memory? Look. With his butt. Because he's mine.
0: Look, as much as I love jason he gets himself into his own shit (laughs) he needs to sort out his priorities he needs to get his life on track so i'm gonna help my viking vampire lover also the van the viking vampire lover calls me lover i like that i like that he calls sookie lover anyway I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help him get his memory back because also, you know, maybe after you help him get his memory back, then you can go and track down Jason because everybody's right. He's probably just shacked up with someone.
1: Probably, this is Jason.
0: Yeah. What about you? Same.
1: Give me that hot, hot Viking vampire lover action definitely it's eric freaking Northman. Right. i'm not turning that down yeah. sorry jason you got yourself into a world of hurt there sort yourself yeah. out for once Yes. Yeah. for once be a man, be a man. Mm, sort yourself be a out pant-a-man. me a panther man be mm. a panther man i bet he likes sausage for his
0: breakfast he probably does <laughs>
1: Ooh, secret! Would you
0: rather? You you okay, I think I have more than one. I don't remember what I've put here, so we might we might have multiple extra questions here. Because there were also some other like just good would you rather questions. This one was a hard one to like narrow it down. There were a lot of mm. there were a lot of good questions. Um, but <laughs> would you rather see Eric in his tiny red panties? Or, putting on his jeans sans tiny red panties.
1: Oh, so, how do we want Eric's butt is the essential Pretty question. much. Putting on his jeans sans tiny red panties. Because once he's got his jeans on, you can then slip your hands into the back pockets and have a squeeze. Mm,
0: yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's all. we But with.
0: you know, you could just reach around No you reach under <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see him in his panties I feel like wearing your jeans without your panties on and there's probably some like chafing happening which would then a- need you would need the the reach around reach under
1: he would need to be yeah. He would need
0: to be tended.
1: He would. Also, the question is, button no zip. Ew. Yeah, because one of them moves to bad, bad places. I mean,
0: they both kind of do. One,
1: one's definitely dangerous zone. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. You gotta wear you. Yeah. You gotta wear your panties with your jeans,
1: man. Do.
0: Okay. Do you have a question? I think okay. I have another one. Ooh. I don't remember what it is though. Oh my, oh my god. god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for context, for viewers and listeners, Amanda's just revealed the text. We we we, we hide the text from each other. Fell with secret Would You And she's just revealed it. I can see it and oh my god. Why didn't you ask this one?
0: I forgot. <laughs>
1: Perfection. That's perfection. It's up there with rage table <laughs> and sexy table.
0: Would you rather wash and or squeeze <laughs> Eric's front side or his backside? <laughs> I've squeezed
1: a lot of Eric's backside. This episode, so let's let's go for the front <laughs> side for a bit of a change, <laughs> shall we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna stick with the back I'm because st- I feel like squeezing the front side. You know, it's it's a gentle squeeze. It doesn't have to be that
1: gentle. I mean. I can imagine it needing a bit of pressure. Don't twist it.
0: Don't twist <laughs> it. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's
1: definitely a double-hander.
0: It's gotta be. As You know, because she had to move it out of the way to get close to him...
1: I would you rather is terrible compared to yours Oh wow My secret would you rather I'm scared do Would you rather take the $35,000 To keep Eric safe with no guarantee of sexy times And soap shenanigans Or Take the 50000 And hand him over A
0: girl's gotta pay her bills No I'm gonna keep him safe I'm gonna keep him safe because if you keep him safe, if you keep him safe, and then you know you get into a loving and caring and squeezing relationship with him, there's ch- there's a chance that he will continue caring for you, and then he'll just pay for all your stuff.
1: Oh, <laughs> so you're gonna be the, the kept woman? I am a kept woman by my vampire, Viking.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna be. I still am mad at Suki about getting mad at Bill the, the second book.
1: Her irrational irrationality.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it was the main ad. Mm-hmm. She made us mad. Everyone's like, no. I don't mm-hmm. know that works. Just, just flip it out. What are you doing?
1: Probably taking the 35,000 in keeping Eric safe, because even though they may not be sexy times and soap shenanigans, I still get to see a bit. Plus. plus having Eric Northman and his...
0: Entourage?
1: Entourage? Coven? button group? Um. Are you a favour? It's huge.
0: Yeah, and also having them on your bad side is huge. Ooh. Yeah.
1: So it's worth taking that dip and pay, because it's still a, a huge amount yeah. of money, a massive amount of security, especially for Suki. But the perks, without the sexy, shenanigans and soapy times, mm-hmm. it's still worth yeah.
0: it. Just for your safety and well-being.
1: Yeah. But there might be sexy times in Sophie's Nanogons.
0: Should we ask the other ones? Because there's a plethora of would-you-rathers this time.
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: Wouldn't you rather discover the humans in Fangtasia with the weird bent legs? <laughs> or discover Bell and that extra hand outside the bridal shop?
1: Hmm. I'm gonna go with Isabel and the extra hand outside the bridal shop, because the weed bent legs. That sounds deeply. I know it's so creepy. Yeah, you know we. What movie or something is it from where they start to, like, it's like Silent Hill or something when they start changing
0: ooh yeah, and there it's like it's real jerky it really and cool. weird and
1: yeah, and start and you hear the cracks mm. and the, the the bending and the kind of like turning like spider mm-hmm. people. You know exactly what yeah. I mean. I just yeah, can't yeah. think what it's yeah. from. I
0: mean, it happens. I get It happens that, in, kind in a lot of... of like demon possession movies.
1: Yeah, it's it's a common thing. Um, but yeah, I can imagine that. And no, ooh, ooh. yeah. <laughs> And the other question we had was Would you rather be with memory loss Eric or regular Eric?
0: As much as I love memory loss Eric, I like regular Eric so much more. He's just so. He's a lovable asshole. And you yeah. spread it apart and you wash it. You wash his lovable asshole.
1: Gotta go under. It's much easier. <laughs>
0: Is it <laughs> though? Yes. Seriously, help us out, listeners.
1: <laughs> I am agreeing with you, regular Eric, because memory loss Eric was not real, Eric. No. It was a facsimile and it was cheap. <sighs> but at least you got his butt for a That's while. It's true, you so got I'm a sorry. lot of butt. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus <God. laughs> Do we need to put an advisory warning because of all the butt talk here?
0: I mean, at least. I don't know. No, I'm sure it's fine. We've said much worse. We really have. off. Alright, favorite final thought quote? Do you have? There's loads of this
1: Most of us revolve. There's <laughs> so many. But... So, so.
0: How many you got?
1: Lord, save me from sarcastic <laughs> vampires! <laughs> You know I love you more when you're cold and heartless. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> I'm going to call for the last Okay. One. Yikes, yahoo. You. <laughs> no. Mm.
0: <laughs> That's a good one. You know why? Because it involves butts.
1: <laughs> butts.
0: All right. It's all butts. It's all butts all the time.
1: It's all butts all the time.
0: He trailed down the hall after me, a snow white giant in tiny red underwear. It all made. He's Oh, man. Mm. If there was an international butt competition, Eric would win. Hands down. Or cheeks up. <laughs> I love me that too. One. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't pick that one. So good. (laughs) I
1: think that I I knew you'd go for that one. Yeah. You had to.
0: Um, also I think, you know, right up my alley, the room was full of flying bodies and spraying blood and screams. (sighs) It's
1: a nice crisp description.
0: Enjoy that. That's all. That's all I've got. should have saved the butt competition for last <laughs> this episode is all butts
1: all butts all, all the time. time
0: okay oh my god if you liked this try this something about butts
1: oh I wish I had I wish I had I've gone with Peerback's Witch by Lana Harper I haven't read it but I've seen it on social medias a bit and it looks interesting okay. um, it's a witchy book Um, It's a queer witchy book as well. The summary I took from uh, penguinrandomhouse.com Emmy Harlow is a witch, but not a very powerful one, in part because she hasn't been home to the magical town of Thistlegrove in years. Her self-imposed exile has a lot to do with complicated family history and a desire to forge her own way in the world, and the only, the very tiniest bit to do with Gareth Blackmore, heir to the most powerful magical family in town, casual breaker of hearts and destroyer of dreams but when a spell casting tournament that her family serves as arbiters for approaches it turns out the pull of tradition or the truly impressive parental guilt trip that comes with it is strong enough to bring emmy back she's determined to do her familial duty spend some quality time with her best friend linden thorne and get back to her real life in chicago on the first night home emmy runs into talia Sorry for saying this wrong, Avramorov? No. An all round badass adept in the dark and magical arts who was fresh off a bad breakup with Gareth Blackmore. Talia had let herself be charmed, only to discover that Gareth was also seeing Lyndon, unbeknownst to either of them, and now she and Lyndon want revenge. Only one question stands is Emmy in? But most concerning of all, why can't you stop thinking about the terrifying, competent, devastating, gorgeous, wickedly, charming talent? Mm.
0: What have you got? Okay. So instead of going witchy, I mm. went memory loss.
1: I tried to find a good memory loss one, but. I am
0: struggling. Yeah, you know...
1: So I, I'm interested to see what you you've know got. know how we
0: feel about our tenuous links. Yeah. So I chose one that I haven't read, but the description sounds really great, and I'll probably end up reading it here before too long. It's called Dead to You by Lisa McMahon. Some memories are better left untouched. Ethan was abducted from his front yard when he was just seven years old. Now, at 16, he has returned to his family. It's a miracle, at first. Then the tensions start to build. His reintroduction to his old life isn't going smoothly and his family is tearing apart all over again. If only Ethan could remember something, anything, about his life before, he'd be able to put the pieces back together. But there's something that's keeping his memory blocked. Something unspeakable. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh.
1: <laughs> sounds does good. sound sounds sounds, does good. sound fun. There's
0: a whole you know how good reads is When they lump things yeah. together? There's a whole lot of amnesia, why a huge selection that I went with that one. Yeah. I went with that one because, yeah. you know, amnesia. Also male main character.
1: Yes. Yes. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that. Do we have an in, Into Spotlight this week? Yes,
0: yes, we do. And this one also has amnesia.
1: Oh my gosh! Hashtag tenuously. I
0: know. And I just want to say that the author of this book has kindly sent us copies of this one. I got mine earlier, and yours is on its way. And the cover is Ooh. gorgeous. Ooh. It's called Touch by Cheryl Kahn.
1: Thank you, Cheryl Kahn.
0: Cassie is a girl on fire. Literally. A simple brush of skin on her skin causes burning agony and triggers visions of the other person's darkest secrets. A near death experience has left her with amnesia, no answers, few possessions, and a deep seated mistrust of others. So, when the one remaining piece of her past, a locket bearing a mysterious stone, goes missing after a suspiciously kind-hearted interaction with local golden boy, Gabriel Knight, Cassie is determined to make him confess. Instead, the Knights weave a tale of an ancient war they believe Cassie is the key to ending. If she can avoid being burned alive. Disturbed, Cassie tries to distance herself from Gabriel, but his allure proves too great. Only Gabriel's hands can caress her skin without horrific pain. As Cassie's defensive walls crumble, a hypnotically gorgeous newcomer drifts into town with a nickname for Cassie that stirs buried memories. Torn between pursuing a possibly tragic past or fulfilling a destiny that may kill her... Cassie must decide who she can trust and who she will let touch her heart.
1: Ooh, that sounds good. This
0: is the first in a series of five books about the senses. So the first one is touch.
1: <gasps> oh, yeah. that's interesting. It sounds like a lot
0: of fun. One like that comes out. Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah. Nice. Just
0: wait until you get yeah. it and you see the cover. It's really pretty.
1: I'm excited. I'm really excited. And yeah. I've like been sending books. I know. It's fun. It doesn't happen often. I know, it's fun. It's lovely. It's fun. <laughs> if anybody wants to send us books, you can. I'll give you my address. Yeah. I'll throw it out at yeah. yeah, it's fine. fine.
0: <laughs> okay. That's it for this episode of Fictional Hangover. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. Join us next time as we move into a new month. The month of May, with a new monthly theme, May the Force Be With You. And we discuss Ahsoka by E.K. Johnston.
1: can find us at fictionalhangover.com follow us on instagram at fictional hangover find us on facebook at facebook.com slash fictional hangover and on twitter at fictional hangover no er if you'd like this episode check out our others and rate review and subscribe so you don't miss out and finally special thanks to liz emerson for our music you can find her on facebook and patreon thanks for listening